Is your nursing career suffering from attention deficit disorder? Are you having trouble focusing on your career when there are so many other things vying for your attention? Let's talk about my top five tips for overcoming nursing career ADD right here on episode 184 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am really grateful you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months or some of you, maybe even years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and a really inspired direction. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 184. That's nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 184. And before we dig into the meat of this episode, I have a few asks of you, dear listener. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners. When you pledge a monthly amount to support The Nurse Keith Show, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from me. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to learn more. Also consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And remember, if you refer someone to me for coaching and they become a paying client, you receive an hour of coaching for free as my way of thanking you for a successful referral. Those are my sincere asks of you. So now let's jump into the studio and dig into today's topic. You know, 21st century life can be pretty overwhelming, and I have recently coined the term nursing career attention deficit disorder, that is NCADD. You might wonder why I'm doing that, and it's because for me personally, life can feel pretty full, pretty complicated, and pretty overwhelming with a lot of different pokers in the fire or plates in the air, to mix a few metaphors, which I am want to do. And, you know, sometimes we can lose sight of what it is we actually want to accomplish because our minds are in 10 million places at the same time. So the operational question here is, can NCADD be turned around? Can our distracted minds be tuned back into the interest of developing a more satisfying nursing career, even though we have so many other things vying for our attention and for the limited amount of time that we have to give to each thing each day. For some of you, along with many of my middle-aged friends, you might be a member of what is currently being called the sandwich generation, and that means you are sandwiched between raising children while also caring for aging parents at the same time. 
I know a lot of people in this position, and I know that these dual and kind of competing responsibilities can consume a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of attention, and working on your career when you have so many people dependent upon you can seem like the furthest thing that you can really do, and it might seem laughable to you to even think about doing something new with your career. We're also, at the same time, while we have lots of stuff going on, whether you're a member of the sandwich generation or not, you're barraged with information everywhere you go. There's emails, social media, phone calls, bills, your Netflix queue calling to you, news, politics, voicemails. Man, I experience this every day. I have two email accounts. I have tons of different things I do on a regular basis, on a weekly basis. And my business demands a lot of me as a coach, as a speaker, as a consultant, as a writer, as a blogger, as a podcaster, as a social media influencer. I have a lot of pokers in the fire by choice. And I do recognize that this is what I've created for myself. We all make our own bed and we all sleep in it. But that doesn't mean we can't complain about it and also try to do something about it. So if you're finding that you don't have time to work on your career, maybe you don't even have time to like take a leisurely bath or read a book or get a massage or go to a yoga class, you know, it can feel ironic that the busier we get, the more we need to take care of ourselves and the more we need to make sure we take care of things like nurturing our career and our professional development. But it can seem laughable to be able to do all of those things. And if you're a millennial nurse, if you're, let's say, in your mid to late 20s or early to mid 30s, you are the first generation, I hate to break this to you, that isn't expected to do as well as your parents economically. And when you're faced with rising cost of living and stagnant wages, that can be really difficult in terms of making ends meet, but also figuring out maybe how to plan to start a family or buy a house or take your career to the next level. And what do you do when you're a millennial nurse who's struggling to make ends meet, but you feel like you need to get that master's or maybe PhD or DNP in order to move the needle and accomplish what you really want to do? Do you want to take on that debt in the midst of such a complex and complicated life? So if any of this sounds familiar, these are the struggles that so many people are facing right now. And NCAD, Nurse Career Attention Deficit Disorder, can make your life and career even less tenable, even less manageable, because you just can't find or make the time to take care of the things you really want to take care of. So the point is here that you, me, my wife, my best friend, my brother, my son, my daughter-in-law, your daughter-in-law or son, we all need to make the choices for how we're going to make time for the things that we don't have time for. Is it possible to delegate some of your responsibilities so that you can spend two hours a week working on your career? Is the world going to stop turning if you announce to the family that you're not going to cook dinner three nights a week so that you can sit and maybe work on your LinkedIn profile or update your resume or do some career coaching with me or whatever it happens to be. If you're ignoring what it is you want to accomplish because 
you're not quite sure how to get there and you're not sure how to create the space in your life to have what you want, then that overwhelm needs to be turned around into an opportunity to dig deeper into what you truly want in your life and in your career. You may feel that the most important thing for you to do right now, if you were to find or make the time to do it, would be maybe to commit to more self-care. Maybe working on your career isn't really top priority. Maybe you want to have that leisurely bath by candlelight once a week. Or maybe you want to get a massage once a month or have dinner with a girlfriend every other Tuesday. Whatever it happens to be, whether it's self-care or career work or job hunting or whatever it happens to be the thing that you feel is what will make your life feel more manageable and make you feel like you're making good, positive, forward-looking, affirmative choices for yourself. Those are the things that you want to make room for in your life. Making room for more when you feel like you don't have anything more to give or any more energy to give, that is a very heavy lift. When we come back in the second half of episode 184, we are going to talk about my five actions for you to potentially take in order to take your nursing career and move it forward, even in the place of nursing career attention deficit disorder. Now we're going to take a pause for the cause for our current very kind and generous sponsor, Rasmussen College at rasmussen.edu. That is R-A-S-M-U-S-S-E-N dot E-D-U. And they are sponsoring the Nurse Keith Show in order to specifically reach you, dear listener, with their talking points about their online, flexible, registered nurse to Bachelor of Science bridge program, their RN to BSN program. It's designed for working registered nurses who want to earn their BSN while balancing family, work, and school. Sound familiar? This program is accredited by the Commission on Collegiate Nursing Education, the CCNE, and the program can be completed in as few as 18 months, and they offer four start dates a year for those of you who do have nursing career attention deficit and you need a number of different times during the year when you can submit your application. Tuition is affordable, and this program is available with FlexChoice, which allows you to blend traditional online courses with self-directed assessments that provide a more affordable way to receive credit for what you already know. Isn't that intriguing? So the curriculum prioritizes expanding leadership skills, competencies like quality and safety education for nurses, and Rasmussen College provides innovative student support, including 24-hour support centers, tutoring assistance, and nursing library and learning support. So Rasmussen College, R-A-S-M-U-S-S-E-N dot E-D-U. I thank them from the bottom of my heart for reaching out and choosing to sponsor a number of episodes of the Nurse Keith Show. Please reach out to them at rasmussen.edu and tell them Nurse Keith sent you. And we are back for the second half of episode 184. 
of The Nurse Keith Show. And we are talking about overcoming nursing career attention deficit disorder, something I recently coined because, you know what, I have a touch of it. It's a continuum, just like any other chronic condition. Some of us are deep into the ADD. Some of us have just a little brushing of the ADD that rears its head here and there and keeps us from being as productive as we would like. We are going to talk about my five actions that I recommend for your nursing career in the face of nursing career attention deficit disorder. And whether you're going to sign up for the RN to BSN at Rasmussen College, or you're going to take a certification course, or you're just going to update your resume or whatever it's going to do, these actions affirm to your psyche that you are taking positive steps forward. And that is what you want to do in order to overcome NCADD. My first tip is to open your mind. In order to take the first step to pay more attention to your career and what it is you want to create for yourself, you have to open your mind to the possibility that your career and you deserve it. You need to be cognizant of the fact that this is important, that it's okay for you to commit some time to the development of your career. And once your mind is open to the possibility, that little light will begin to shine through the cracks. And there's a nod to singer-songwriter Leonard Cohen, may he rest in peace. So opening your mind, letting the light through the cracks, that is your first step to moving forward with your career, even if you have a little attention deficit disorder on board. Number two, this harkens back to the nursing process. Some of you may be rolling your eyes because I do bring up the nursing process from time to time, but it actually is a structure that works for certain things we want to do in our lives and our careers. So the first thing you want to do, what's that first part of the nursing process? Oh, right. It's assessment. You want to do an assessment of your life and your career. This might include conducting a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, that is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. That is something that I do with my clients in coaching. We do a SWOT analysis to look at your life and career. You can actually do a SWOT on any aspect of your life, and it can help you decide where you want to go, what you want to do, what quote-unquote weaknesses you would like to strengthen, and what strengths you would like to lean on in terms of moving forward and taking a positive step somewhere where you would like to be. Also, you might just be in the midst of making a decision about where you want to move next. Where do you want to go? Do you want to get a job in Hawaii or California or Florida or Texas? There's a lot to do. There's a lot to assess if you want to make a big change. And here's something I recommend. If time is your greatest challenge, if finding time to do things is you just think, I have no time, Keith. I can't do anything. Here is my homework. Here's the recommendation for you. As part of your career and life assessment, keep a diary for 14 days, either on your smartphone, 
in a notebook, but you have to write it down somewhere, okay? So have you ever heard of this process of if you want to know what's happening with your finances personally, that you write down every penny you spend and every penny you earn, and it helps you increase your consciousness about where your money's coming from and where your money's going? This is the same idea, and I think you're starting to see where I'm headed with this. For 14 days, you are going to write down everything you do and how long you do it in, let's say, 15 or 30-minute increments. Once you do this for 14 days, or you might actually realize it within three or four days, you might think, oh my God, I just spent 90 minutes on Instagram, or I was just on Snapchat for 45 minutes. I could have been updating my resume, or oh my God, this last two weeks, I watched 10 hours of TV and Netflix. That will tell you where you can cut some corners on the things you're doing and take that time and budget it. This is budgeting, mind you. Budget it for something else. Because yes, we only have 24 hours a day, no matter how much we try to stretch that. 24 is all we get and we need to make the most of it. So if you are indeed spending four hours a week playing Candy Crush or eight hours a week watching Netflix, maybe you can make a committed decision to chop off two hours from your Netflix viewing time and spend those two hours updating your resume and your LinkedIn profile, for instance. So this assessment, however you go about it, a SWOT analysis, a 14-day assessment of how you spend your time, Whatever you do in your assessment, that is going to give you the data to then make the diagnosis, right? And then to come up with a plan. Assessment, that is tip number two. Tip number three, what comes after assessment and diagnosis in the nursing process? Planning and implementation. That is right. We need to formulate a plan and a commitment, just like I said. So, What is it that you need to plan to do? Like I said, it might be updating your resume, but it could be something else. It could be doing a little research on LinkedIn, meeting some people who, let's say, have a DNP. You want to talk to six DNPs and find out what were the challenges of getting into a DNP program. Do they see the DNP as the best route? Or would they recommend not going for it and getting a regular PhD? Or maybe they'd say, yeah, just get your master's degree and leave it at that. The DNP hasn't done anything for me. If you want to do that, it's going to take you some time. So once you've done your assessment, this is the place where you make a commitment to do what it is you want to do. This is conscious effort. And as you move towards taking action, and having a plan in place, I recommend having an accountability buddy. This could be a friend, a spouse, maybe a teenager grown child, maybe a coach like me, or maybe a supportive colleague who maybe is in the midst of the same type of self-assessment and career adjustment process, and have someone with whom you can have conversations about how your commitment is going, someone who will hold you accountable and maybe actually help you reassess your commitment if maybe you bit off a little bit more than you could chew or it's going really well and you want to commit to even more time and energy 
to pursue the things and do the research and the due diligence that is being called for by your career at this current time. So that is tip number three, formulate a plan and a commitment. And maybe this would be 3A, throw in an accountability buddy there could really help you. Number four, take action. Once you have your plan, once you've made your commitment, maybe you've encountered and secured an accountability buddy or two, now is time for action. That action might be actually sitting in front of your computer and doing your LinkedIn profile, calling Nurse Keith and making an appointment for an assessment so that we can decide if a little bit of career coaching would be what would hold you accountable and help you to move forward. Whatever that information is that you need, now is the time to start to gather it. I am a big proponent of spreadsheets, either on Excel, right on my laptop, or often I use Google Docs or Google Sheets where I can share my spreadsheet with other people if I want to, like my accountability buddy. And I can also access that spreadsheet from my phone, from my laptop, from my other computer, anywhere I can log into Gmail. I can access my Google Sheets and my Google Docs. A spreadsheet might be part of what you need in order to document the actions that you take. And remember, documentation is a great way to make sure you are held accountable and that you are writing down the things that you do so that you can go back and assess where you've been, where you are, and where you want to go. Just like in nursing, if it wasn't documented, it didn't happen. So write this stuff down and remember, actions speak louder than words. So your written plan is only as powerful as the energy and the results you can produce through your own sweat equity, your own elbow grease. So make it happen. Finally, number five, what is the end of the nursing process? What is that last one? Oh yeah, it is evaluation. We always want to go back and evaluate. Let's say you had a patient on the step-down unit and his pain level was a 9.5 and your plan was to administer the pain meds that were ordered PRN and go back to see the patient in an hour to assess if the pain meds had an effect and lowered his pain level to something more acceptable. If the patient's pain didn't change and it's still a 9.5, you probably have to call the physician or nurse practitioner and say, hey, this pain med's not cutting it. What are we going to do for this patient's pain? If you go in the room and the patient's sleeping and later on when you talk to them, they said, yeah, my pain went down to a four. I was able to go to sleep. Then you were successful. Same thing with this process of deciding what to do with your career. You want to evaluate the work you've done the spreadsheet, the LinkedIn profile, the resume, whatever it is you were working on, evaluate, assess, did it get you where you wanted to go? Are you satisfied the results? And you might say, well, I think I need to contact Nurse Keith because we need to work on my resume a little more. I'm a little stuck on this particular section. Or my LinkedIn profile looks good, but I know I could do more because Keith says so. Let me talk to Keith about what can be done. Whatever it happens to be, Whatever your assessment and diagnosis is, you can assess where you've been, 
what's going on, and have you truly moved the needle with this plan of action that you came up with and that you committed to and actually put into place? If it didn't happen, then you reassess, come up with a new plan, make a new commitment, and then circle back around and start the process over again. So folks, those are my five top tips for beginning to overcome nursing career attention deficit disorder. You need to believe you deserve to reserve the time to do these things that will move the needle in your career. You need to not make any excuses, like I couldn't do it because there was a great show on Netflix I needed to watch. And you need to take no prisoners. You need to make sure this stuff gets done. And if it's not getting done, talk to me and we'll talk about why your time and attention are in such short supply and you're not getting where you need to go. So ask yourself these questions. What level of importance does my nursing career hold for me right now? If it's a very high level of importance, then you know you need to do something. If it's like a two on a scale of zero to 10, maybe your career is just on standby and you need to focus on other things, which I totally understand. If you have an elderly parent who's going downhill and you need to give him or her all your attention, sure, your career is going to go on the back burner. But at some point, things are going to change. At some point, I'm sorry, but that parent dies or gets better or goes into assisted living or a nursing home and you get some of your time back and then you recommit to doing what you need to do. Or maybe your child graduates from high school, goes off to college and you realize, oh my God, I've got a little extra time here. Now what level of importance does my nursing career hold for me right now in this moment? And then ask yourself, where am I going to summon the strength of will to do what needs to be done? Where is that energy going to come from? Also ask yourself, who or what will keep me motivated? Is it me? Is it my child? Is it my diminishing bank account? Is it my coach or my accountability buddy? What or who is going to make sure my motivation stays at a level that keeps me doing what needs to be done? The next question to ask yourself is, what will I do if my plan doesn't produce the desired results? And this goes back to that evaluation and reassessment, coming up with a new plan of action. If it doesn't move the needle and you're not getting what you need, then you need to come up with a brand new plan. Just like with the patient with pain, if the pain med didn't work, you know you need to do something else because the patient's still uncomfortable and it's your responsibility to make sure he can get some rest and healing. Same for you. You need to make sure you can get what is necessary to make sure you can accomplish what it is you want to accomplish. And finally, the last question, are you willing to do whatever it takes to make your career sing the song that you want it to sing. Your future is unwritten, dear listener. So take out your pen, plot your journey from where you are to where you want to go in your very heart of hearts. Make it where you want to go. And if you need my help, you know I am always here for you and other people who love you are there for you too. So let's make it happen. Well, there you have it. We have talked about 
nursing career attention deficit disorder. Thanks for listening to episode 184. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered and motivated. And I want you to take some kind of inspired action in the interest of your career and your personal satisfaction every single day. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com, and social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappiespeason. My thanks again to Rasmussen College for sponsoring this episode. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again and again and again as we explore how to take your life and your nursing career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. This is Nurse Keith, and I am out. <laughs> <laughs>